All right. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Ace and Trey Club. I am the Trey Club, Joseph Williams. And y'all already know I'm the Ace man, Jamal Baker. And before we get started on another episode, Jamal, you know what we got to do. We got to get some business out the way first. Yeah. First thing at hand, we want to ask you guys out there that's listening, if you have a business or anything, if you want to sponsor us so we can get some equipment. We've been having Mr. Cedric Bailey back in the background recording with us. So if you guys want to help us, just feel free to email Cedric Bailey at cbailey at bgcsports.net. Once again, that email is cbailey at bgcsports.net. So if you guys want to help us, that would be much appreciated. Yes, sir. Please help us out. But Jamal, the first thing we got to do, because last week we had all the scandals going on. You know, we didn't really talk too much sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, just had all the, week. we just had all them scandals from Brett Favre to Robert Sarver to, you know, just, it was just a crazy week going on. And we got another scandal here that we're going to get into later at this all time. Right. But the first thing we got to do, we got to send. Well, first, first, we got to say free Brittany Griner. Till is backwards as usual. Every but day, free, free BG. We also, as the WNBA season is over, we have to send our congratulations out to the Vegas Aces and winning yes, sir. that WNBA championship. So, shouts out to them. Give them a a nice little round of applause out there. Yeah, man, well deserved. The Aces was loaded too, by the way. They they deserved that one. Yeah. So Jamal, my question for you here about the about the aces here is how impressive of a season was it? I know they lost uh I want to say was it Liz Cambridge that I uh that they lost and then they just it was like they didn't fall off a step. Yeah, man, I got it. Big shout out to the aces because they had a lot of pieces, a lot of star power, and to be able to just put it all together and go on this championship run, nothing but kudos and congratulations to them, man. Asia Wilson, monster. Chelsea Gray, monster. Kelsey Plum, monster. So it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't help but win. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Shout to them. I've been loving all the little videos that they've been sending. Apparently, like, I guess it's like the thing for them to get, like, real drunk or whatever. But yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. loving, like, the little post-game celebrations and everything that they got <laughs> going <Yeah. on. laughs> But we also, also, I mean... Oh. This team, like you just said, monsters around the board. For you to have currently now, because the season's over, so you currently have, you currently have the MVP, coach of the year, Mm -hmm. most improved player, defensive player of the year, and the finals MVP, all on the same team? Loaded, man, like loaded. I mean... It's like they got a super team over there, but it's like it's like what can you do with it? Because I mean, if you have all these accolades on one team in one season, yeah, it, it's hard to beat that team. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this: with a healthy BG on the Sparks, BG, Diana Taurasi, and Skylar Diggins, do do they beat the Aces? I don't know. I feel like I feel like they don't. I feel like. Like you just said, Chelsea Gray, Aja Wilson, Kelsey Plum. I mean, they they've been going crazy this this whole 
this whole playoff yeah. run and the whole season. Yeah. So I, 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 I just can't say I don't think the the Mercury get that to get that get the win over them. Yeah. Okay. But Jamal, before we leave this one, we also can't forget about who the coach is down there. Uh, either. Yeah. Shouts out to Becky Hammond. Her first season in the WNBA. Basketball genius. Gets her first title. Come on now, Jamal. Hey, man, we for sure got to get Becky Hammond the flowers. Part, part of that Greg Popovich tree. Gonna have another a, one. She's going to have an NBA job very, very soon. Another one. That's what was going to be my question. Like, what team – I mean, there, there should she should already have probably already been an NBA head coach. Absolutely, but we already know she, if it comes down to it, there's not going to be another coach better than her to for the for an NBA coaching position. I don't think so either. I mean, it's a short list. Maybe Mark Jackson, maybe, but she 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 the hot candidate right now for sure. I mean, like we just said, rookie. I mean, basically her rookie season as a as a head coach. Then she goes and wins the titles. Then you have, like I just said, you have MVP. You're the coach of the year, most improved player, defensive player of the year, and the finals MVP. You have five accolades on a team, and you're the really? you you're the first time coach. Yeah, I mean, you got you just got to give Becky Hammond her flowers right away, automatically. Yeah, man. If if I'm her, shoe, I wouldn't even. Would you? Which okay. If somebody, if NBA team knock it, knock each other right now, you and Becky Hammond shoes, right? And you mm. you see the team you got there in Vegas. Are you running it back? Or are you taking the promotion? I I'm I, me personally. I'm gonna take the promotion. Okay. I don't like. I said I don't. I don't like the pocket watch people's money or anything. But yeah, taking a head coaching job in the NBA can be very life changing for a lot for just Becky Hammond, especially. If you have, if you like, like we just said, she has a resume now. Expect well, mm-hmm. she's been had the resume, but she has a resume now to mm-hmm. actually show that she can develop players and do whatever she needs, whatever it takes to win. Yeah. So if you go to one of these teams that's in probably rebuilding or just a, a inch away from getting to the playoffs or being a playoff contending team. Mm-hmm. She can make a lot of money, a lot of life changing money. Yeah, yes, yeah. From being, I mean, I, I honestly, I would hate for her to leave, especially if, especially after this run, and if they win some more championships down the road. But like I said, life changing money could. I mean, for me personally, I would take it, but that's just for me perspectively. But and yeah. I, of course, Becky Hammond gonna have way more money than I probably will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> so nah, man you know for me personally i would say yes what about you i mean i i think they got a chance to build a dynasty out there in vegas man so i i would i would at least try to see if, see if we can three peat and then mm. I, and, and then i would take it to the nba mm, because they, they loaded man like i don't see nobody beating them especially with bg at the league it's like it's not even fair yeah, I mean, hey, three peat is hard, regardless. Overall, it's hard regardless. Yeah, that's that's a feat. Yeah, but Jamal, my last question for you here before we switch our topics here: 
How long could it take? Like, give me a time frame of how long it could take before you see Becky Hammond getting an NBA coaching job, head coaching job. Man, like I said, she, I see her being the the hottest candidate right now. And I I can see it as soon as next season, honestly. Well, no, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two seasons. I'm gonna say two more two more years. I, I'm gonna give it two years, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was next year. Okay, yeah, I got it about maybe half a decade, maybe five years, maybe ish, depending on how long she wants to stay as a coach of Vegas. So I give it about five years, yeah. depending on if she wants to win a championship or not, and if she wants to still stay in Vegas and win and keep winning. So I give it about five. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I would definitely want to keep keep this uh this situation she got going. It's it's like the old it's like the old Nick Saban argument. Like, stay at Alabama, or go to the NFL. You see what he did? Right. <laughs> he built that. He built that machine. Yeah. He still got a machine too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our WNBA wrap of Jamal. But now we got to switch over to the big to the big dogs. To that NFL news, it's been oh, yeah, some storylines here. In week two, this is well, this is gonna be week three now. But in the first two weeks, it's been pretty much a great first two weeks. It has, man. And I also I gotta give a round of applause to the to the black quarterbacks, the people of color quarterbacks out yeah. there doing their job because. Yeah. I think now y'all gonna realize why I specifically said if Patrick Mahomes is a four hundred million dollar quarterback, Lamar is three. Bro, I, I would go as far to say Lamar might as well be four hundred too. I could say it too. Then <laughs> like, on top of that, honest. Kyler Murray, crazy. Yes, I don't know if you saw that Vegas game. I'm sorry, I said, but that that was crazy. Man, Kyler Murray is is him. He's one of them ones. We knew this though. We knew this. We knew this, but it seemed like people out there didn't want to give him his credit. That's what I'm saying. Putting putting film study in his contract. Like, come on, man. I mean, it's ridiculous. Then yeah. on the people of color side, we got the, the we got the specific islander, Tua. Yes, sir. Going crazy. Miami Dolphins, what a shocker. They going crazy. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tungavailoa, all going bombing, crazy. Bombing on people. So you just got to give all these all these successful kings out there doing their thing. You got to give them a round of applause, and that's what we're going to do here. Once again, give them a round of applause because they've been, they've been getting a lot of slack. Oh, yeah. And people have just been disrespecting them overall in since the season started. <laughs> I, I, I gotta admit though, I, I'm gonna eat a little crow. I, I didn't believe in Tua. I, like Tua proved to me that he's gonna have a bright, bright future. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I could I could admit I was the same way because even still now, Tua still underthrows Tyreek Hill, but I think with Tyreek Hill being just such a great receiver in itself yeah he can adjust to what Tua does because he I mean there was a there I think he threw like a 70 yard bomb last week and he underthrew Tyreek Hill so he still underthrows him mm-hmm. 
but it's accurate enough to where Tyreek Hill can adjust to it and get to the ball. It's just like, man, when you got all that speed on offense, somebody open with Waddle and Hill and Gasecki the tight end, running back most of it, like that offense kind of scary, man. Yeah, it, it, it's it's scary hours out there for 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 yeah. some people out there. I'm just glad the Cowboys don't play the Dolphins. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, keep that <laughs> over there. <laughs> I know. Keep that far away from us. We're not trying to go to Miami where it's hot. Well, it's hot here, but we're not trying to go to Miami where it ain't no roof. They're gonna put I, us I out in it. the heat. I ain't trying to do it. We ain't trying nah, to do that. Man. No sir. With Jamal, my first question for you here, as we was talking about Lamar. Mm-hmm. I say he gonna be three million, three hundred million. Yeah. What is your projection of how much he will be worth at the end of this season? Especially, I mean, if he wins another MVP, which he's on the pace too, him yeah. and Josh Allen are on pace to win MVP. How much could he overall make by the end of this season? So remind me, who was the last quarterback to reset the market? Like, who was the last quarterback to sign a big contract? Patrick Mahomes got the four. I think Patrick Mahomes set the market like over the top with four. With 400. Yeah. And then, then everybody else started getting one. Kyler Murray got two with one. He got 160 guaranteed. So I guess Kyler Murray would be the last like one. Okay. I feel like Lamar, if, if Kyler got two, I think Lamar is, is in that 300, 350 range. For Baltimore, but personally, I would give him four hundred, same as Pat, because what he's doing out there in Baltimore with with limited weapons, it, it's um, it's unbelievable, man. So, I would say anywhere between three hundred and four hundred. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna say about maybe right under four, but mm-hmm. I think the guaranteed money is probably within like the two. 250-ish range, 250 right. million-ish range. Lamar said like, he getting fully Lamar said he won't fully guaranteed. Oh well, either way, I would still I would probably do that too. Cause I mean, you can't like we just said, we have you have a quarterback that is a mixture of Patrick Mahomes and Michael Vick in the same person. Same person. You you get a game, you get an automatic game changer within one person. Yeah. Because He's one of one. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the athletic ability on his feet like Lamar. Not even close. Then Lamar has the same arm strength as Michael Vick. He could throw the ball 80 yards flat-footed. Yeah. Flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist. But we are running out of time here. We're going to wrap it up here, this first segment here on the BGC Sports Network. This is the Ace and Trade Club. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. All right, welcome back, welcome back. This is the Ace and Trey Club. I am the Trey Club, Joseph Williams. And I'm the Ace Man, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, before we get started with the second segment, just let the people out there know where they can find you when they want to hear your sports takes or where they want to see what you're doing in your life outside of BGT Sports Network. Yeah, man, y'all can find me on Twitter. At JMB214 underscore. That's JMB214 underscore. Give me a follow, y'all. Yes, sir. And you guys can for sure follow me as well on Twitter at Josepher, J O S E P H F E R underscore 24. Once again, Josepher, J O S E P H F E R underscore 24. 
Now, Jamal, before we wrap up our NFL segment, because we're going to keep switching gears here back and forth, back and forth. We were just talking about Lamar and how much mm-hmm. he would be worth. But right. in the week two news that also happened was, like we were just talking about Kyler Murray and with his crazy his crazy game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. There was an incident after the game had ended. What happened? So I don't know if you saw the video, but Kyler Murray ran up to, I guess it was a person that he knew that was sitting in the stands and was high-fiving the fans and everything like that. And it looked as though one of the Raider fans had slapped him in the face, and he kind of got upset and angry with it. What? Yeah, so I I was going to ask you, did you think it was an accident or not? But it seems like you haven't seen it at all. No, let me try to pull it up right now. Somebody slapped Kyler Murray? Yeah, it was... To me personally, I kind of thought it was like an overreaction. I don't think the fan actually meant to like slap him at all because the way the way he was um within the fans, it was kind of like how the Lambo leap, how they do it, where he had his back mm-hmm. turned and he was kind of like walking away and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think the fans were trying to like grab at him, but it just so happened that it was it hit his face. Yeah. I, okay. I'm looking at it now. It looked it looked like it was inadvertent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It don't look like he did it on purpose, but he did. He did. He did. He did get him. Yeah, he did get him. But like I said, I think it was an accident, and that was like one of the bigger like storylines of going in because now the police are investigating it, and uh, I think it kind of was just like an accident. But yeah. Kyler said he has no hard feelings towards the fan, so I don't think it was. I think it just got kind of overblown. Yeah, this this don't look like too much. I don't I don't think this is too much to write home about. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, we're gonna leave the NFL for right here. You know, you know, in the third segment, we what we gonna get into? Them boys, baby. But Jamal, in NBA news, hmm. we got two. Well, we had one scandal last week. Yeah. Now we got another. But let's start with the first one from last week. So if you missed what happened last week, if you're, if you're not in the know or if you're under a rock, basically, Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury owner Robert Sarver was investigated by the NBA for alleged use of the N-word, sexual misconduct, and telling employees about physical appearances about other employees while he's the owner of the phoenix suns and the phoenix mercury right so here now jamal a week later robert sarver is on the the news saying he's selling the team now and he's looking for a buyer for the team yeah i've seen that so my question for you here is who is there to thank for this because i mean like we like we were talking about, yeah, cancel culture, Black Lives Matter, Me Too movement, mm-hmm. a- anything else in between from Twitter, social media. Who is just to thank for this? There's so many factors that went into this, but who is who do you think is really to thank? Yeah, man, like like you said, cancel culture and just the pressure from the players, honestly, because how could after a year? 
could he really go back to NBA sideline or back in the Phoenix building and act like everything cool? Like, ain't nobody just going to forget after a year. So I would say the main thing is is the players who spoke out about it, how the NBA got it wrong. And that's, that's the main factor to me because the players run the NBA. Right. Yeah, I'm going to just say Twitter as a whole, I got to give it up to y'all. As soon as yeah. the story broke, y'all was on it like from jump. Mm-hmm. Then, as soon as you saw what the investigation was and what the punishment was, y'all was on it like that, like from a journal. So, I got to give y'all y'all props out there for the people that's on Twitter, athletes on Twitter, people speaking out about Sarver and the the victims of Robert Sarver as well. Right. Got to give y'all y'all biggest dues and another. Uh, we giving out all types of rounds of applause today. Oh yeah. So now, Jamal, my second, yeah, my second question for you here now is, where do the Suns go from here now? Because as everybody knows, they were just a finals team, what, two, uh, a year or two ago? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, so what do they, how do they approach this and where do they go from here now? Because I know, as everybody knows, the players do make the team and make the team function. Yeah. But when you have distractions like this, I mean, where where can you go? I'll say after after getting him to sell the team, it, it's only up from here now. Because once they wash their hands of this whole situation and just move forward, at the end of the day, the Suns are a super talented team. They got Devin Booker and you know Chris Paul. If he still can stay healthy and uh, produce some of that greatness that he's shown, I feel like it's only up that they'll be back where they were. Contending, contending not the list. What you think? Yeah, I think it's gonna be an interesting thing because I saw that uh Jeff Bezos, the Amazon owner or yeah. founder, is in contention of buying the Suns. But I think with management, you have people. If you have people that don't know anything about owning a team or owning a business or anything like that, right? It can go really downhill for you. But I think Jeff Bezos, he knows how to run a business and knows how to get the people involved to keep the business successful so hopefully bezos gets it and he will be probably the best option for the suns going forward as a playoff contending team and a finals contending team yeah i yeah i I actually didn't know bezos was gonna run it i think he'd be a good fit too okay so now my second question is if this doesn't work out how they want it to and they don't end up winning a championship or they just fall out of contention. Could this be a second version of the Lob City Clippers, though? Oh, that's, that's a good comparison because Lob City had a lot of potential, man. They that was, they were a good team. And at this rate, I don't know, man, because I, I, I think the Suns better than Lob City. What you think? I think I see. I I don't think the Suns are better than Live City, but I think with the same factors that you have going on, because you had Donald Sterling happening in Live City, then now you have Robert Sarver going on. That was a mess. I think the Clippers were just the better team overall, but I could see this end up being like that because I mean, you have like we just said, you have a team that well, I mean, the Suns did go to the finals compared to the Clippers, but. You have yeah, a team that's yeah. a finals contending team and a playoff contending team. 
getting into this type of mess. And then as soon as it happens, it just like with the Clippers, it just went downhill after that. Like, I mean, yeah. they're still they still were in the playoffs just because they had Doc Rivers and who's a mm-hmm. great coach. But I mean, after that, CP3 left, Blake Griffin left, DeAndre Jordan left. <laughs> it could it, I mean it could come down to where you just see a bunch of people. CP3 ends up leaving. Devin Booker ends up leaving. DeAndre Aiden hey. ends up leaving at the end of these contracts that they have. So it yeah. could possibly end up being part two. Yeah, you you making a lot of sense when you said it, but like like you said, Doc Rivers, they son got Monty Williams, who is also a great coach, and I, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like he can get him back, man. Because Phoenix, they tough, they, they they a good squad. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll keep monitoring this as it keeps going on, especially since the basketball season, well, preseason is coming around the corner here. Mm-hmm. But before we leave the NBA news, Jamal, we got another. Another scandal. Unfortunately, yeah, one of our African Americans out there. Yeah, man. And we're not gonna we're not gonna keep on to this for too long. Nah. But Jamal, we have officially Ime Udoku, Boston Celtics head coach, just took the team to the finals. Mm-hmm. He is now suspended for a whole entire NBA season. We're having a relationship with one of the team staff members, female team staff members. So, Jamal, what was your reaction to this when it happened? Man, so when when I first saw the news, I, I couldn't help but think, like, isn't he married to Neil Long? And so <laughs> once I seen that he, was, he had relations with another staff member, I was just like, why, man? Just why? Why could you do this? And my next reaction was like, "Why? Why is it so public?" Because I heard Stephen A. make a good point. Like other other people' business don't be out there like that, and we just throwing heads out there front front and center, not even talking about how Brett Favre is embezzling welfare money. But that's a story for another day. All everybody want to talk about is email you dope. So that was just my first reaction to it. What about you? Yeah, I kind of was like the same way because I was like. I I don't think putting Ime Adoku's dirty laundry up on Front Street is the story of at hand. No, and like you just said, we were just and we specifically talked about it last week. But Brad Farr, that that's the topic of that's the topics that ESPN should be covering right now. Well, not even just ESPN alone. Every every sports media website analyst whatever should be covering that story right now because not only brett Favre stealing money from welfare funds the state a state capital of the u.s united states still has no clean water right so email doku's dirty laundry shouldn't be out there which is why we're not going to spend too much on it Mm -mm. so we'll keep monitoring this one as well and that was our nba portion of the show but Jamal, it's college football season now. It's college yes, football sir. season still. And you know, we do run a weekend show Saturday and Sundays. Yeah. At the eights and the twos. If you yeah. ever forget. Just so hey, hey, remind them, remind them one more time, Joe. At the eights and the twos, the nines and the threes on BGC Sports Network too, for y'all out there. Yes, sir. But Jamal, we got some top matchups here this weekend. We got Clemson, mm-hmm. Wake Forest. 
Florida, Tennessee. Good Arkansas at A&M. Then in the HBCU world, not too many big matchups, but it's it's two two good matchups to see. Mm-hmm. You got Arkansas Pine Bluff versus Alcorn State University. Yeah. Then you got Jamal's boys, them PV Panthers. Yes, sir. Rock the purple gold, baby. Versus that Alabama State and D Davis. I'm t- I'm trying to tell y'all right now. D Davis is going. D Davis is a crazy one. Hey, man, he's not one to be slouched on now. Hey, we're we, we not worried about no Alabama State, man. We 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 taking this one for sure. <laughs> but Jamal, as it's college football season, who do you think is the best team in college football right now? Right now, at this moment, I know I know I know a lot of people think Georgia, but I got to go with Alabama, man, because Alabama got the best player, but the best two players in the nation, in my opinion. Okay. Them boys Bryce Young and Will Anderson. So with them two, I'm gonna go with Alabama. Who you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my bias here. And I've been watching all the games because I be staying up late at night. But man, USC, Ooh. they got some dog, they got some hitters over there, Jamal. USC got some hitters over there. USC looking nice. USC is looking nice. Now, if they can get into the playoff contention. I think they gonna man. They might they might shock one of these Alabama or Georgia. Maybe it could, it could man, be close, real close. Trust me. It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to put my stock in Pac twelve teams, man. Because like you saw what you saw what Georgia did to uh, was that Oregon? Yeah. And it's just like when the Pac twelve meet the SEC, it's, it's never a good combination. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to check them out. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. Hey, I'm just telling you. They when Lincoln they gave Lincoln Riley a deep just think of Lincoln Riley with a defense. What that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Jeez, that's scary. I ain't gonna lie. Lincoln Riley with a defense is a scary sight to see, people. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. That's scary. And they still got Caleb Williams, the quarterback, right? Caleb Williams is a quarterback. Then they got the dude from Pitt, Jordan Addison, who I think could be a Heisman Trophy winner. He's definitely wow. the best receiver in the in the in college football right now wow okay but i mean they got they got some dog they got mario williams still over there too mm-hmm. you got jerry rice's son over there too i mean oh they sound loaded i mean bro i'm just gonna tell y'all right usc is probably the best team in college football. i'm just gonna say it I'm gonna put my bias <laughs> what, what do they rank right now they're ranked number seven because the, the 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 rankings haven't changed too much but they are ranked number seven so, get a couple more wins there. Maybe keep keep your undefeated streak going there. You be right there. Yeah. And they, at seven, they, I think they make the playoffs. They expanded to what twelve? Yeah. Well, it'll be in a couple years when they expanded to twelve. But so so now it's still eight. It's still four. So yeah, so four, 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 top four, yeah. four teams right. get the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. USC got a, got a couple more spots to jump. Yeah. But Jamal, with a few minutes here that we have here. Let's talk about some of the HBCU news. All right, let's get into it. And the big the big dogs, of course, is Jackson State, no matter what it is. Uh, now, previous Okay, I'm, I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. Now, previously, last week, they were playing Grambling State in Jackson, Mississippi. Now, we just talked about how the city does not have 
any clean water at all whatsoever. Still, That's still sad and ridiculous. It is. Here now, we have Gramlin State playing Jackson State. Deion Sanders is under a little bit of fire, Jamal. <laughs> what did he do this time? So in his halftime pre- uh, in his halftime little thing or interview, he said, "We're playing like this." Comp- he basically was saying like this competition is below us. Like HBCUs are below Jackson State, even though Jackson State is an HBCU. Yeah. Then in his post game interview, he said that the Jackson State turnout was great, but the Gremlin State turnout was pathetic. Wait, where did they, where did they play it? First of all, they played at Jackson State, but he's saying the people that didn't that traveled that were Gremlin fans that turnout was pathetic for them. So he, he's complaining about an away team attendance. At a Jackson State home game? Exactly. But we're running out of time here on the BGC Sports Network. <laughs> make sure to come back. We're going to keep talking about this here. So make sure you come back and tune in. Yes, sir. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Ace and Trade Club. I am the Trade Club, Joshua Williams. Y'all know I'm the Ace man, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, as we were wrapping up that last segment here, we didn't finish get talking about our Deion Sanders talk. So... Mm-hmm. If you missed the second segment, Deion Sanders basically said the the Gremlin State turnout for the game last week was pathetic, but he didn't really consider that how hot it is. <laughs> Probably a hundred degrees, just like in Texas. They have no clean drinking water. Yeah, like who want to go there? Then on top of that, at the game they completely sold out of the clean bottles of water that they did have. And people were passing out, falling out while at the game that they were attending. He he mad people didn't come. And he's mad that people didn't come. So, Jamal, my question for you here is, is Deion Sanders wrong for this? And does he have, does he owe the Graham fam an apology? He is definitely wrong for this, man. Like, first of all, it was uncalled for. Just just shout out your home fans. Like you didn't you didn't even have to say nothing about Graham fans. First of all, y'all don't got no water, so no clean water. So why why would I go to Jackson, Mississippi? But to answer your question, yeah, he's wrong, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Uh I found it very distasteful on Deion Sanders' part because like you said, you didn't have to mention that. You you clearly had to consider when you're playing in extreme temperature, hot temperatures. You have no clean water, and then you're you already know your facility is going to sell out of the clean bottles of water that you have. Exactly. It it, it was completely uncalled for on Deion Sanders' part. So I hope he does issue in a statement. I doubt he will, uh, because that's just who Deion Sanders. He's just gonna say it, and then that's gonna be it for the most part. But Jamal, yeah, they, they, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. Go ahead before we wrap it up. Nah, I was gonna say this. This is typical Dion, you know. Dion catching headlines like he always do, prom time. Yeah, yeah. He gonna he gonna stay in the headlines. Oh yeah. But Jamal, you know what time it is, man. I've been waiting. I know the people been waiting too. I know y'all been waiting because I got I got some words to say. 
first, the first two things I'm gonna say to y'all. First thing, Jamal. Man. Hello, hello. We yeah. the boys. Hey, we them boys. We still we them boys. boys. We still them boys. Don't ever forget it. Then Jamal, the second thing I got to say to the people out there is, how about them cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> How them, about them cowboys? They hate it. They hate it, Joe. They hate it. I hate it. I admit it. I hate it. Because I didn't think we was going to win. Me neither. None of us did, honestly. We pulled out the upset against the Super Bowl, the AFC champions from last year. We pulled it off against Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, Jamar Joe Chase, T. Higgins, Taj Boyd, Joe Mixon. Leo Collins now. We pulled it off. Easy work. Easy work, too, man. Easy work for the defense. <laughs> now, Jamal, before we get started here, now, I got to issue an apology. Oh, to yeah. one we, to we... one person and one person only. Yeah. Cooper Rush, I apologize. As a man, I apologize. I was wrong about you. You all right with me, Cooper Rush. Yeah, hey, same. I, Coop, I, I, I talked about you, man. I said we, you shouldn't even be on the team. But hey, we riding with you, Coop. <laughs> you can, you can do whatever. We riding with you now, Coop. Bro, you, you are, you are all right with me. You two and yeah. you are all right with me. Oh yeah, for sure, Jamal. And then my thing is, I just had to say, Cooper Rush had that dog in him. He got it. He got it. That's crazy. He knew. He knew. Four quarter, he get that ball back. <laughs> he get us. They get defense get a stop, which they did. Shout out to Trayvon Diggs for that incredible tackle. Hey, game winning tackle. Game winning tackle. Cooper Rush. I'm sure he knew. As soon as that ball get, he gonna get in the in a game winning situation. Yeah. Hey, we need to start calling him Cool Handed Coop because like he's never. He's never routed like he always looks like he calm and under control. He needs some type of nickname. Then I got yeah. you know what? I also got to issue an apology to Brett Maher. There's two apologies I got. Because Brett Maher, I for sure didn't think you was going to be making some kicks. <laughs> Bro, I, did you think that kick was about? It looked like it was no good. It looked no minute. good for a minute. It was going to no good. And then it just kind of just we had enough stayed. power. <laughs> to go right through and keep it good. So it, yeah. it wasn't going good at first. I was like, oh, man, he done missed this kick. So I got to issue those apologies out to those two people. I apologize. Y'all y'all proved me wrong. Yeah, y'all, y'all all right with me, for sure. But Jamal, my first thing that I got from this takeaway of this game was that first oh, drive and the first couple offensive possessions. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. Now, my first gripe with this is not because it's Cooper Rush's fault. This is Kellen Moore's fault. (laughs) Jamal, how does he run better plays for the backup quarterback than he runs for Dak? Man, I was wondering the same. I'd be like, where is this type of play calls when Dak is under center? Because when Coop is the quarterback, he just, he go in his bag, man. I was just like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Then when Noah Brown caught his touchdown, we're going to get him his flowers too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Noah Brown caught his touchdown, it was like the most perfect touch, like 
first possession drive play that you can get. It was beautiful, bro. And I was like, that's weird. That, that ain't the Cowboys. Yeah. Something ain't right here. <laughs> so I was so get- confused where this Kellen Moore came from this, this last week. Right. And that finally giving Tony Pollard a chance. You see what he can do. Tony Pollard, yes, went crazy. Yeah, man. It's just like, where keep that same energy when that come back next week or two weeks from now. Keep that I'm same for energy. For real. Please, Kellen Moore, whatever you did this week, keep doing it from, from here on out. Cause we got we got tough, we got tough matchups here in the NFC East. The Eagles looking crazy. Giants are 2-0. I'm, I'm not worried about the Giants. Man. I'm Have not worried seen... about the Giants, but the Eagles looking crazy. Hey, the Eagles look scary, bro. They, the they Eagles look looking scary. dangerous. Yeah, like, like Super Bowl scary, Joe. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown looking looking, looking, looking like what they should. And I, I doubted them, and they looking like what they should. But I'm, I'm going to say it again. At the end of the day, it's the Eagles. And I feel like we, we had an Eagles number when Dak was playing. Right. Yeah. But, hey, can we talk about this defense and Michael Parsons, bro? I'm like, Hold on. Before, wait, hold on. Before we start, before we start. Like we just said, okay. we got to give Noah Brown his flowers first. Before yeah, we, we do. We do. We do. Right. We got another round of applause. Like I said, I'm giving a round of applause today. Yeah. Noah it's, Brown it's, it's, gets his first career touchdown last week. Yeah. And he's been on this team for six years now. Man. And he's been grinding. And it's an inspiration to see because he stuck with it. He didn't give up. And he finally got his moment to shine. So we got it, like I said, round of applause for Noah Brown. Yeah, man. Definitely give it up to Noah Brown. Cause he he been whatever they asked him to do, he's been doing it, whether it be blocking special teams and to finally get that touchdown. He deserves it. He do. Yes, exactly. But yes, Jamal, let's get into this defense. This defense, we this defense, it. this defense. And, and we we knew we we talk, we told the people about it. We already knew. We already we knew Michael us. Parsons a dog. Y'all. We told y'all defensive player of the year. That's what he is. Now people are saying that's the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. We that's some big shoes to fill. Now <laughs> I ain't gonna go that far. I ain't no, gonna I say, ain't that. Ready say that. But Michael Parsons, he different. He he is him. He's unblockable. Like don't. He's no longer a middle linebacker. Just, just put him on the line and, and go. Just go, man. No, no, no more linebacker. I mean, Jamal, it was so many plays. I mean, when he lined up against Leo Collins, it was automatically over with. Raps. He was whooping. He was whooping like <laughs> whooping. Then there was another play. He completely like blew up their left tackle, just completely knocked him on the ground, and it was just like just with pure strength. <laughs> Yeah, man. And that's the thing, like, once you're you so scared of his speed, he'll surprise you with that power bull rush. You don't know what to do. Exactly. I mean, I can't say more about this. Like, Dan Quinn, he got a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah, he, he gone. He is because gone. this defense, I this defense is the most beautiful defense I've seen. From last year's defense and this year's defense is the most beautiful defense I've seen in Probably in Cowboys since I've been watching the Cowboys as a youngie. Man, like I ain't never seen. First of all, we ain't never had a player like Michael. This is true. So now, Jamal, you think about it. 
the one thing that they're not doing now that they did last year, the turnovers. But they probably will come. Yeah, like big bigs gotta be patient. They they gonna come. They definitely gonna come because their pass was too good. The quarterback gonna be trying to just throw it up. Exactly. But just imagine you have defensive player of the year, then your defense is holding teams to 17 points. Then you just put some turnovers to that. Oof, oh man. Then Michael yeah, Parsons is on pace. I mean, if he gets two sacks a game, he could end up with 30 sacks in a season. <laughs> yeah, man. And like we we keep talking about Michael Parsons, but it's some underrated guys I want to I want to shout out. Man, how about Leighton Vander Esch, man? I thought he was done. He's playing pretty he playing pretty good. He's holding his own. And then another guy, Donovan Wilson, flying around all over the place. Yeah. I, I, I gotta shout them shout them two out too. Yeah. And the thing that I've noticed is compared to last year, where they're playing softer zones and everything, mm-hmm. this defense is way a little bit more physical than what they had last year. Yeah. Yeah, you you can't just run it on them no more. Like, exactly. That's not happening. And I think that goes to because I remember they were saying that this year they're going to try to play a lot of press and compared to zone. Right. And you see, I mean, Trayvon Diggs tackling better than what he's ever probably tackled since he's been here. Man, I can't believe he made that tackle, bro. I was like, is that is that Diggs? I mean, it. The, <laughs> You put some physicality with this team, and then the offense can just get some type of anything going together. It's over. It's over with. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a nice little playoff coming coming to the playoffs. I think. Yeah, I because agree. that was that was the issue last year. They were not physical at all whatsoever. Not from yeah. the games that they lost against winning teams because they only I beat pretty up. much teams with losing records for the most part. Yeah, same old story. Don't even bring up that playoff game. We're not even going to talk about the playoff game because we already know that wasn't physical at all. So here now with some physicality, then you just need the, you just need the offense to get together. That's all yeah. you needed to do. That's it. Because even the special team looks solid, man. Kevontae finna break away. He, he is close. I see it. It's coming. He's it's he, coming. He's taking it slow because – you know, touchbacks, you just get some good starting position for it. But he going, he's getting close to just catching one and it's taking close. it back. I get really because them punt returns, them he had two punt returns. I was like, uh oh, there it is. Hey, he gonna okay. he gonna break one. Soldier ball. Here now, this is the weekend. We're on the weekend show. We got Monday night, prime time, as usual. As usual, yep. What is your prediction for this Giants game? Like we just said, the Giants are 2-0. and So what is the they prediction are. for this game? My prediction, man, for this game, the Giants are also a physical team. So I, I, I think this is going to be not a sloppy, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a slug fest. It's going to be a low-scoring slug fest. But I got the Cowboys 17-10. Yeah, the Cowboys winning 17-10 up in midlife. What you got? Yeah, I yeah, like you just said, I definitely got a low scoring game. I probably got maybe 21 14. I think it's a touchdown 10. I think it's a touchdown 10 point game. Yeah, same. And I think Cooper Rush does get another win. If Cooper Rush gets another win, he got he got he got a paycheck coming to him. Oh yeah. Especially being in Dallas and doing it, he got a paycheck coming to him. He must around be a starter next year if he keep 
keep on his run. I ain't gonna say that much, but he got a paycheck coming. Something. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Cause I can't believe I can't believe he beat I can't believe he beat them boys last week. I can't either. But yeah, I think the Cowboys get it done. But Jamal, while we got a few seconds here left, just want to let you guys know out there, we are going to turn this into a podcast form. We're going to put this on oh, yeah. Anchor. So I'm going to wrap. I'm going to round up all the episodes before. So if you miss an episode, it'll be out a couple of days after this one airs. So make sure you tune yeah. in for that. But Jamal, we out of time here on the BGC Sports Network. This is the Ace and Trade Club. I'm the Trade Club, Joseph Williams. And I'm the Ace Man, Jamal Baker. And we'll be back next week. Yes, sir.